Welcome back to Bleach Boys. We're talking the finale. We're talking core two a week later after it's all been done. So we've had a time to relax. We had a time to take it in. We digested now, it. We've digested it. Good one. We pooped it back out. And now we're going to go back and we're going to take a look again. We're gonna oh, see my what, God. We're going to look at We're going to see poo. what's in there, dude, like a doctor. Okay. <laughs> of course, Jose, Pythes, the boys back at it again. Um, we have a couple of questions we're going to throw our way, courtesy of Pythes, of course. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. real quick, going around, what is your guys' general opinion on the finale now that we've had a little bit to think about it? Fantastic. Okay. Eh, I'm kind Damn. of like on the fence on Damn. it now that I Jose. Okay, why? Like, why? I don't know. I just kind of wanted a little bit more than okay. just the smack and then seeing Yuha fall. So this is not my opinion. I saw this on Reddit. I think maybe the day after we got into recording, and someone mentioned how good it would have been if the series ended with the same fall. Push it forward one panel with Yuha activating the Almighty. And he basically does this like speech where he's like, Man, I had no idea I could see that far into the future with just my eyes closed. Like he's regular eyes and he activates the Almighty. That would have been I would have been okay with that, mm-hmm. yes. That's what they could use those four minutes for. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It it wasn't a terrible ending. It's just I was like, Oh, okay, that's the ending. It was um abrupt, mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like it you didn't really see it coming, and then all of a sudden it happened and you're like, shit. Okay, that's it. And then I do my normal thing, going to skip the ending song because I don't got time for yep. that. And I see there's six minutes left in the episode. I'm like, song, damn, that is still strange. Hype. Super strange. I I thought the finale, the two piece finale, really, really, really good. Thought they did an incredible job. I will dock them points for the ending. I didn't think that was not my favorite ending. Dock even more points for that stupid four minute after credit scene. But as a whole, with the after credit or the after credit, the new anime only scenes, I think they're fucking ten out of ten. Yeah, and, and the way they handled Oetsu, yeah, dude, fantastic. Mm-hmm. They did mention, and then I know now there was a lot of production issues yeah. and stuff going on, which is why we got that abrupt ending. But I mean, overall, it was fantastic. Squad Zero came back with a W mm-hmm. in my book. Yeah, yep. It left me with the same feeling I had after Infinity War. Instead of looking for finale for finale, I was just like, okay, well, we'll finish mm-hmm. this next season. Yeah, and I feel like with Infinity War, though, at least for me, I felt like I knew going to Infinity War, this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah, this same. Is gonna be, I have a great story that relates to this, okay? I felt like my girlfriend when we saw Into the Spider-Verse, okay? I was watching this. <laughs> I took my girlfriend to watch Into the Spider-Verse. She had no fucking idea it was going to be a two-parter. Dude, my like, girlfriend didn't either. everybody and their mom knew it was going to be a two-parter. So we got to the end, and she was actively angry at me that I did not tell her it was going to be a two-parter because <laughs> she was like I was waiting the whole fucking movie when is this going to kick off when is it going to get like when is it going to you know get we're going to get to the potatoes here of this this story that is setting up and then it just fucking ends and she was like why the fuck did you not tell me that was the I was like I thought everybody <laughs> were you knew just laughing at her? I thought everybody knew and she was so mad that's how I felt with this one where it's like I knew it was going to have a third party like a third part why did they not tell me ahead of time like hey listen <laughs> we ran into some issues here it's gonna be cut a little short i promise you we're gonna come back with a fucking banger of a first episode oh i know they will well yeah i know yeah, they will yeah. too but i mean hey shit i had no idea going into it and then when that slap happened he fell and it just went to black i was like okay i guess that's it what if they hit you with the recap i appreciate how bold it was instead of yuha will return or interactivating the almighty it's slap cut to black fuck you come come back next season yeah yeah, it was bold. That is true. That is very true. Also, I fucking Spider Verse is a two parter. <laughs> I ain't seen that shit yet. Oh, oh sorry. Hey, sorry. Well, <laughs> excuse me, my throat's real fucked up. Pythes. Well, now 
you've been warned and you can enjoy it to its full experience. So here's a question related to the finale that I, I am really interested to see what you guys thoughts are. And I feel you guys are both going to say the same character. We got the inclusion of Sinjumaru's Bankai. Okay. Yep. Fucking yep. awesome. Like 10 out of 10 Sinjumaru fans. They drank good. If you guys could pick another member of squad zero to have their Bankai show, not Sinjumaru's, who would you pick? Karinji. I was going to say, is Karinji uh Hot Springs guy. Yeah. yeah. See, I was going to go with the obvious answer of Oetsu, but mm. everybody wants that. I want to know what the Hot Springs dude comes. Interesting. Like, what does he do? Is it a crazy healing power? Is it is it murder? Is his Bankai how his Hot Springs work? I want to know. I almost feel like his Bankai would sort of mirror kind of like Unahana's Bankai. Right? Like instant heal. Yeah. But can maybe drain life. I think it would be almost something similar because you think about it, you know, Karinji is also the one that kind of taught Unahana. is like, hey, yeah. it has them healing techniques I taught you. And then now what if his manga is also like the same murderous, crazy bullshit? You oh, know? that's fucking crazy. I, I could see that being a thing. I personally, I would go right field here. I would be really interested to see what Curios Bankai I knew would you be. would say that. Really? Because you think about, you know, her abilities as a whole are kind of crazy as is. A little bit Choji. You know, a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Um, but she has the whole tree of life aspect with the womb and trapping people in and kind of converting all this uh, reishi that she has stored up with inside of her and using that as a power. I would be really interested to see what her bonkai would what be if her based bonkai kind of like attached itself to you and then kind of like, what is it? Like if the flower, flower bloomed, you died? Kind of like uh, Yumichika's. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, cool. I, I could see that. I could also maybe see it, you know, maybe if we stick with her aspect of kind of earthiness, maybe going something of, um, not to go Naruto again, but kind of first Hokage, you know? Oh, okay, like a lot of wood. Yeah, well, or almost like, like the wood abilities. Buddha and stuff like that, although that's also trying to kind of chip it into Ichibei's aspect there. True. But I could see it being something along that lines of life and, you know, the OG, you know, the uh, Buddha and things like that. I could see it being that. Yeah, it'd have to be insane enough to where it starts taking an uncontrollable amount of mm-hmm. reishi that will unbalance the soul society. Yeah. And th- I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of figures in Buddhism you could use. There's bodhisattvas, there's guanyins, there's all kinds of crazy stuff you could draw from. Yeah, that wouldn't really be digging into Ichibei's territory. Okay, mm-hmm. I could see it being something like that. That'd be sick. What do you think Oetsu's would be? So here's the problem with Oetsu, and why I think he's a fucking cool character. From what we've seen of Wes's abilities, he just makes a good sword. You know, yeah. like that's his thing. He makes a good sword. He's the guy, number one Zanpakuto creator. I don't know. I don't know what his thing would be. And because I don't know, I don't even have a basis for like, what if his ability, he creates the perfect Zanpakuto. Wait, he already did that. He so, already he already made a Zanpakuto that is too perfect that he can't use it. So where does he go from there? What if he makes the reverse, the worst Zanpakuto you've ever seen? Like, what, I, I don't know. Can't cut anything. He makes a bad Zamakto and he forces you to use it. Like, I, I, I not exactly the most like, exciting thing. It could be some kind of like a domain expansion where he's like, and now your Zanpakuto doesn't work. True. Ooh, True. Okay. But once again, but I feel like cutting into each of a little bit. Yeah. But also, like, that's for Oetsu, that's that would be kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Like, that should just be something he's allowed to do normally. He would need, here's how he would do it. He would need to have some sort of unlimited blade works Gilgamesh sort of situation <laughs> yeah, where he I could start that. pulling out all of the swords that he's ever created. Oh, that'd be And sick. just start like wielding their powers as he's using them. He has every single Shikai and Bankai from yeah. every Zanpakuto ever. Yep. Damn. So he would, he, 
so he'd be using shit we know and then shit we've never seen. Yeah, yeah. And it would be a perfect way where it's like he uses something we've never seen before and it's like, dude, that has to be introduced into the storyline somehow. Somebody has to get that one. That'd be fucking sick. And speaking of Unlimited Blade Works and like Gilgamesh, that's the perfect counter weakness. It's established in that lore that he has that the Gilgamesh has all of the powers. Mm-hmm. But he's not good at using them. He never mastered one single thing. He just has a bunch of shit. See? That'd be, yeah. That would, that would be, be pretty really good sick. for Uetsu. Yeah. Although, you know, we saw Uetsu whipping ass in this finale. But I still think that would be perfect for Uetsu. If he could just access all of those. Like, maybe his stock. Which you could also kind of interweave his girls into that. Where it's like, maybe he opens the portal and the girls are just chucking swords out at him. They're just, just like, like throwing him at him. Mm-hmm. He's dodging, but he's got to, you know, yeah. still catch it. Yeah, be sick. And then, like, you could even have a thing kind of like Ichigo's training with uh, Zangetsu way back in the day where, like, someone else would be like, okay, I'm going to try and use the sword. It's Opens like, no, one. it's not yours. It's not, like, you, you know, you haven't bonded with it. Meanwhile, Oetsu is able to open up every single one that he wants. Just He just snaps his fingers and every Zanpakuto turns back into an Asauchi. Yeah. yeah. The yep. Asauchi start yep. turning and attacking him. Yep. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm pitching for Oetsu's. Unlimited Blade Works. Just steal it. Just rip it free, straight from Fate Grand Order, <laughs> like Fate Stay Night, whatever you want to do. And uh, we were talking about Unohana, so here's some shit I found on TikTok. Okay, so uh, Unohana, Shikai, and Bankai, they're both called Minazuki, right? Mm-hmm. And to us, that's a little not interesting, but because in Japanese it's spelled differently. So Shikai, her Minazuki means flesh drops a gorge which is fucked up sounding. Okay. And then her Bankai is spelled as end of everything. Oh, sick. Yeah. That is really it's sick. It's fucking insane. Which is metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kubo's always uh, been really good at fucking naming shit. Always been really good. That, that weird Japanese hiragana katakana shit. <laughs> yeah. it's It gives them a layer of depth where it's like for us, we see that. It's like, yeah, it's the same word. Forget yep, it. Yep. It's the same thing. What does that mean? It has to be pointed out. No, this is actually different though. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's good about the fan translations. You remember reading the old school mangas where oh there would be God, an asterisk yeah. right next to a word, and then you have to scroll down to the bottom of the page, and there would be a three-paragraph description. Of what it actually yeah. means? It's in Japanese. This is actually implied that it's two separate words with the hiragana that it uses. And it's like you get the whole thing. It's like, oh, oh okay. Like, smart. And well, then I did in not the this translation, you'll just get shikafune. Shikafune? Shikafune. It's like, yep. okay, cool. <laughs> Like I, I read historical manga, so every now and then you get an asterisk and you go down and they're like, here's the entire history of this region for the last 3,000 years. Yeah, yeah. That that okay. shit was prevalent in fan-translated yeah. series all the time. It was all over the place. My favorite is when you get an asterisk and you go down and he's like, I don't know what the fuck this means. <laughs> I've seen some ones before where there's an asterisk, you scroll down, explained at the end, and then it's three pages of Buddhist history that you have to understand to Just get, to get this that reference one that they're referencing here. Like an old Buddhist fairy tale that relates to this line that I was like, jeez. Glad I read the whole thing. That they very clearly copy-pasted from yep. Wikipedia. Yep. Pictures and everything. Which is, you know, to be fair, I wasn't going to do that research. Uh, speaking of Buddhism, though, um, I saw also pointed out, which I thought was hilarious, but this is clearly just they didn't show it. You could t- attribute this to anything. But, you know, we talked about last time with uh, uh, basically Sinjamaru is like, yo, we can't use our Bankais because it shakes all the world. Like it fucks them up. You know, who do we see use their Bankai right after that is Ichibe. Yeah, who he doesn't does. shake shit. Ichibe. There's not a single fucking thing. But you could argue, I don't think they. I don't remember. 
I don't think they showed like the royal, like the Squad Zero area shaking. I think they just showed reaction shots of Soul Society and in the human world. So maybe they just didn't want to show the shots again for Ichibei. You know, fuck it. They, I don't think they felt like it. Plus, Ichibei's Shikai didn't re- not his Bankai didn't really come out yet. True. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. maybe they'll he- retcon it in later. Because then you can really see it would be even crazier if like his is creating fucking earthquakes, dog. Like, just you know, all like, over the really place, fucking everything up, tornadoes. Because mm-hmm. like his is supposed to be like like a castle and gates made out of ink and shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that moment we'll get the big the big dog we'll get one. the big ex- mm-hmm. like uh, explosions and stuff. Yeah, I could see that being a thing for sure. For because uh, I mean, I was also thinking, you know, like what if Ichibei's is just. You know how they say, like, uh, for Reiatsu or in Spiritual Precious, like, sometimes it's so high above you, you just can't tell. Yeah. And it's like, what if Ichibei's Bankai is just so high where it's like, you just can't tell? You can't feel it. Mm-hmm. He's just like... That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was also thinking. They they will either show the shaking to kind of be like, yeah, Ichibei's not to fuck around with, or they will just have it like, yeah, you know, his thing is so refined, so pure that you can't even tell that the world is shaking. It would be cool if we got a little bit of the old school Reiatsu thingy. I really liked Reiatsu. I, th- I thought I really it was super cool. If there's anybody that would have that kind of spiritual pressure, it would be Ichibei. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Pythes, you want to start just knocking out some of the questions? Pythes got, came up with a whole bunch of good questions discussing about Core 2. As we're going, if you guys are watching, feel free to leave your answers in the comments. Please do. There's, these are all great questions. I'm really interested to see what everybody truly thinks of Core 2. So, Pythes, I'll hand it over to you. I came up with these questions because Sam messaged us the other day and said, hey, let's do a podcast tomorrow. And I said, And I thought... The fuck are we gonna talk about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, let's make this interesting. Sam, you caught me lacking when we were doing the the recap episode podcast because I didn't prepare shit. I was like, all right, I'm ready this time. So, all right, boys. Number one, who is your favorite character introduced in this core? Jose, you wanna go first? Dude, I don't even know because a lot of the characters were already introduced in core one. Like, true, true, but we... there are some new introductions in this core. I, I am defining this as characters that actually were expanded on. Okay. Like we saw okay. Basby last core, but we didn't know shit about him. Mm-hmm. He got his moment this core. Well, not technically like, well, his not moments like come his upcoming, moment. but he got a moment in this core. Like last core, we were introduced to like U-Haul. Mm-hmm. You could also make it. the RU for another good example. Also, Askin was much more prevalent in this core than in the first core. That That, yes, that is so. true. Mm-hmm. But I mean – I feel like if I say Askin or Oetsu because they were both expanded on a tiny bit more during this, I don't know. I honestly really like the Bambi squad. Okay. They just okay. really cracked me up. We know you love Candace. I know I love mm-hmm. Candace, but Gigi really has okay. been pulling it off for sure. me. Sure. That's a good answer, actually. I didn't ex- – well, I knew, you know, being in a later slot and being a little bit more for an adult audiences – I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to do some really cool stuff. Watching it back, I'm like, god damn, they really didn't care. Yeah. They yeah. really just bashed her face in. Yep. They they did those moments with Giselle. They were like, fuck it. We're not going to waste any time. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, I, I loved mm-hmm. it. I was just yeah. very happy with all that. So mine, very similar to yours as well, Jose, which I think this will be interesting to see where it all lands. And I wonder – I'm going to say this counts. I'm going to declare it. Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. was my favorite yeah, yeah, fucking okay. character, dog. By far. I thought Charlotte returning and, yo, I would say she was introduced again yeah. for the second time in this arc. 10 out of 10, stole the spotlight, had two incredible moments in both the episode he got introduced and the episode after that. Would any of us have believed it if we'd have told our past selves about it? No, not a chance. No. And someone's like, hey, listen, Bleach is going to come back 10 years later. Don't worry about that You're part. You're going to love this character. Your favorite character in Core 2? Charlotte. 
And I would be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, no way. What are you talking about? And they delivered just in the every aspect. that she came in was just fucking fantastic. Yes. It's Dude. Like, I didn't get shocked. Oops. Yeah, and even like, who is that, Dana? You? Me? And it's like, oh, sorry, I can't remember the names of ugly people. It's like, dude, <laughs> so good. Such a good entrance for that character. I mean, the pre-Verona Spada were always fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah. From the time they were introduced, the yeah. pre-Verona Spada were awesome. We always loved those. But I think Charlotte, you were hit or miss on Charlotte when it was introduced the first that time. episode. Fucking robbed that episode. I remember actively disliking the fight Charlotte was in with Yumi Chica back mm-hmm. in like the, the fake Karakura Town arc. Slow paced, boring. I fucking hated it. I don't think I cared about the character when they were reintroduced in the manga. Anime fucking knocked it out the park. Is she in BBS? I want her. I she believe is she BBS is. Yeah. A unit. Um, I doubt not nearly anything as good as what we got right here, especially if she's not going to say the full name of her Saro. Oh, like, my God. Come on, yes. Man. I fucking come on. love Can you think name. of a better scene they added to the anime than that? Come on. The heart Absolutely at the end. fucking better. Boom. <laughs> just launches it. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Pythes? Interesting. Yeah, okay. I totally see that coming from you by these. Like, uh, obviously, I have can't fear your own world bias because she does a lot in that. But you compare it to all the wacky characters and all the hot-blooded characters, she, her, her deadpan delivery of a bunch of her lines, as she is being beaten up, like, I don't give a fuck about any of this, is so funny to me. Yeah. yeah. And she, I think she comes off as very clearly the leader of the Bambis. And I think she is one of the few Sternritter that is actively, like, has a grasp on the situation as it's going on. She's got a brain. Mm-hmm. She's got a brain in her head. I appreciated that fight where she was like, I'll just attack Gigi, who gives a fuck. Yep. Yeah. She can heal. Oh, my God. She I, can heal. I just love the fact that her head Gigi just go. gets caught in the mm-hmm. vice grip. She kills Pepe. Yeah. Eats she him. Kills, tastes like Pepe. shit. Mm-hmm. Once again, fuck all my homies hate Pepe. Yep. I did see someone on Twitter post a uh, fuck Pepe. Here is Kensei beating him up for about three hours. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and, all right. So are we all happy with the answers to yeah, that question? Yeah. yeah. I, fucking, I, I'm submitting that. All right. So. Next question. What is your favorite fight from this core? Okay. Jose, you want to kick us off again? I, I love the Mayuri hits a Gaia fight. I just, yeah. that for me was okay. fucking fantastic. I put the same fight, dog. It was so good. It was so good. Don't get me wrong. Ichigo coming back, super cool, right? That fight, all right, quick. But that fight, the animation, Mayuri's like poison. And, and I think that fight was so good because it was unexpected on how good that fight was going to be. Like, you just really, you know, we we love hating on characters here. Toshiro is one of those prime suspects. Yep. Um, you just don't expect Toshiro being so fucking brutal. You, and it's almost like we got a glimpse into what Toshiro would look like if he was, like, unchained, you know, yeah. unhinged. If he didn't have a heart, if mm-hmm. he didn't have feelings, yep. just a murder if he machine. Was cold-blooded calculated, that's, what, that's the Toshiro that we saw, and it was incredible. Yep. As I described it as Toshiro if he didn't fuck around. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's it exactly. And that's why I think we had a lot of really big flashy fights. Obviously, you have to give the nod to the Oetsu just absolutely wiping the floor with all the Stern Ritter. But if I couldn't pick something from the finale, I had to go with the Mayuri versus Zombie Tosh. I mean, it was just so unexpected and so well executed. I loved it. Yeah, just like that, that whole sequence with Toshiro just fucking wrecking uh, Ikako and Yumi Chika. Yep. yep. The boys, you find out how much how much homies they yep. are. Then immediately fights Mayuri. Then the spot is so like, good. Oh. Fucking whacking Ikaku's back with his sword. Now Twice. I'm going, oh shit! Oh my god! Yeah, that was I think one of the most well done moments there. That was in my top five. I almost added that, and then I said, Nah, Ichigo versus the Bambies. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, which version are you claiming to be your favorite? The one in the recap or the one when he comes out in the episode? Classic number one. That's not even a question. The, the fight was really short, but it was the first instance to me of when they were, they had been saying all arc, we're going to add new stuff. We're going to add new stuff. And outside of Shinji's Bankai, I couldn't remember anything new. And then they were like, all right, we have a whole new fight with this cast of weird-ass characters for Ichigo to style on. Yeah, and they did it. They did a really good job. I think that's one of the few spots in the anime where they actually they took a scene, extended it, and made it pretty good. So does anybody fucking remember Manaeus? Yes. She's the, the bodybuilder girl with the pink hair. Yeah, here's the thing. Nobody did before that. We remembered Lil Toto because she was the short, sarcastic one. Mm-hmm. Bambi's the loud one, and you got the zombie and the lightning girl. I always remembered her. A lot of people didn't. And a lo- I've seen so much crazy fan art of her show yeah, up. Yeah, it's been showing up that. like crazy. Because they were like, yo, buff girl, she's got dumbbells, let's go. Yeah, she's she a muscle was cool mommy. In that fight. She had a couple of really cool moments. I was like, you know what? That's my favorite fight. It's so short, but I liked it the most. I feel like it's the fights that we're not expecting where it's like, okay, I had no preconceived notions about that. So anything I get is a treat. Most of the fights before this were panel for panel the same because like I knew what to expect in the Komamura fight, in the Hitsugai fight, and they were good, but I, you know, they weren't great. Like Squad Zero fight, that was really crazy, but I felt like them losing was even more crazy. Yeah, and I feel like with everything that you're seeing with the Squad Zero, like with Sinjamaru's Bankai and all that stuff, you still know the end goal is going to be them losing. Yeah. Like, we, I knew the Bambis didn't have a shot of beating Ichigo. I was just there for the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I, anything else you got there was a cherry on the top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, boys, question, what are we on, three? Yep, go for it. What is your most anticipated moment that was done really well? I have a easy slam dunk answer to this, and I, I we... We talked about it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. All right, uh, let me think about All this right. one because I have a couple in mind. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Most anticipated moment that they fucking nailed. Are you guys ready? Yeah. The Biakia extended fight scene with the other yeah. Stern Ritter. Yeah. We had talked about that for so long before that came up. We're like, man, I hope they don't cut the Biakia thing. I hope they extend that. That was something that we were hoping. We not we didn't so much talk about Ichigo's return, hoping that there's a sin and stuff, but the Biakia scene, we were like, please show what happened in that fight. And they did it. It was fucking awesome. We got to see a good, valid excuse for Candace losing due to mm-hmm. her kaputting, due to fighting Ichigo. Um, Nana or Nanana, whatever. That had a little moment too, but who cares? But we got a moment for Robert in that fight as well. He activated his little Volstandig, whatever it is, and he fucking full. 90 Mach 5 speed right into Byakuya's Bankai. It was incredible. That is going to be my answer for another question later. Mm, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to the Rukia Bankai. Okay. It oh, was really? just really well done. But it's it was between that and uh, what's his name? Mask. Okay. Mask. I, I loved all Both the bits good. with him Both and uh, and Pythes in it. So I yep. have um, – I just uh, was going to throw a little nod to that, but I'll talk about it now. I put Rukia's Bankai in there as well for just a little, just I want to make sure that gets a nod because I talked about it when it came out. I'll bring it up again. I'm a fucking sucker for when they start playing the credits over yeah. something that's happening. See, that and is fantastic. Rukia's Bankai, I think, was the only one that got that yep. treatment, this whole core. Loved it. And the stuff with Byakuya, like okay, acknowledging cool down, her. Cool down, acknowledging that scene was so heartfelt and so good. Loved it. Yeah, that was that was my favorite one. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was waiting for that. I'm like, this is really cool. They delivered. I, I was happy. And I still think Masked and Masculine, to talk about that one as well, had the best animated sequence of anything that happened this core with, I posted on Twitter, uh, I bring it up again. 
the fucking scene where Master Masculine is punching Renji and pushes him through a tower, Yo. jumps off said tower to continue pummeling Renji. I was like, holy fuck, that was incredible. That's why he's the superstar. Yep. <laughs> yep. And to like go back to the Biakia talking to Rukia scene, I think the most impactful part is he's telling her to warm up slowly. He doesn't say, hang out here, I'll go save Soul Society. It's let's go yeah. save yeah. Soul Society. The yeah. acknowledgement as equals is what got me, and I was like, damn, what a fucking That's, badass brother. They did that scene perfectly. Yep. And I've said it before, I think the entire as not scene is made better in the anime. They did it perfectly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I remember going back and looking at some of the panels, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is where my brain was going. But now seeing the anime, I'm like, yeah, fuck, dude, this was fucking gnarly. Hey. The voice actor for that knocked out of the park. Yeah, he he went overboard. Shit. Incredible. Is that your answer, by the way, Pythes? No. Okay. All right. So, what is your actual answer? I think Giselle's fight with Mayuri. Okay. Okay. Because I just I was so expecting them to censor the fuck out of everything to do with Giselle's gender, the reveal, the treatment of Bambietta, and not only did they not censor it, they kind of made it harsher. Like. Y- Later scenes where it's slightly more exposed, there's a little bit more blood, there's a little bit more skin showing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, they just they just let it out right there. Like this wasn't a scene that I was hype about, but I was like, I can't wait to see it done. And then they just didn't fuck it up. I would say I did not pick that for a later question, but if I could give a nod to something that I was just quite absolutely not looking forward to, was not on my radar for a fucking second would be the Giselle fight. I could have given two shits about that fight if somebody told me, like, hey, next fight, Giselle. I'd be like, who cares? Don't give a shit. Who the fuck is she? I'm going to watch the fucking bum-ass captains fight again. Yeah. Um, And I loved both of those episodes. I thought both of those fantastic. episodes were incredibly strong. I mean, I was hyped because Bambi was there and I'm a Bambi simp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's I'm a Bambi she's a simp cutie, in yeah. either form. I mean, either form. Either I, form? I, listen, I'm not a Bambi <laughs> simp, period. But I thought both of those episodes were fucking good. They were great. That's when we got Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That's when we got uh, Ikaku and Yumi Chika doing their cool team combo. Yeah, looking yep. great. And Mayuri is a Pokemon master, apparently. Yeah, yes, he yep. is. Super, and super cool. Super. And we got a shout out to Jose. We got to see Namu for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I only got to see the back of her head a couple of times, but I'm okay with it. You know, Kubo threw a little scene in there for Jose personally. See. So that's how it goes. Right. Now that now that the mood's pretty good, it's time to go to the question. I have. I, I think I know what most of our answers are going to be. Okay. What was your most anticipated moment that they fucked up? Okay. Well, let me, let me throw this to you first, Pythes. What yep. do you think our answer is going to be? Ichi goes for turn. No, that's not my answer. Really? Mine is actually right before that. Okay. It's actually really? the, the little bit with Kampachi getting his ass beat by the Bambies. Oh, that PowerPoint moment. That was a little I tough. was a <laughs> little disappointed uh, with that. Fair. That's a fair call. Yeah, and I was like, that's well, a good one. Forever in my mind, if I think of the worst animated scene in, Ble- in Thousand Year Blood War Core 2, it's that it's scene that. of Kampachi jumping up trying to attack him. And it's like somebody grabbed his PNG and dragged him up the screen. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that is the worst one for sure. Look, I get He's fucked up internally externally he's roasted from all the lightning and everything yeah. but i just it didn't live up to everything else in core two and that's a hard act to follow with everything else. okay now let me throw this to you guys jose if you saw my notes don't say okay i put down one singular character for this answer can you guys guess who this character i'm I not gonna answer because i did peek okay. at your notes okay Pythes. okay i don't know i just put a singular word grimmy i think uh- 
Fair. <laughs> Fair. I, I think the stuff they cut out to his backstory, and this is a twofold attack that I'm going to do here. The stuff cut out from his backstory, where he's supposed to be locked up in this really big dangerous mm-hmm. thing, totally altered the mood of the character. Second, the cut of the reaction shots to the meteor, I think completely changed the tone of danger that everybody was in. I think those two cuts combined is a big disservice to Grimmy, and I think they handled Grimmy in the anime worse than they should have. Okay, I can I can make an excuse for one of those points. Go ahead. Most of the backstory of him being locked up is talked about and can't figure your own world. Okay, okay, okay. It's you, I think most you get is just asking, saying they should never have let that monster out. Yes, but that's about it. The other stuff, yeah, I, I, it's sad they cut it. Yeah, I just think you know. Grimmy, as we know Grimmy, as I remember Grimmy, he was always kind of he he declares it, but I think the reaction shots of him going like I am the most powerful, like Stern Ritter, like I could fucking do anything, and then if we saw those reaction shots of the other members where they like even the part where I think we mentioned that in the manga, Ugrim kind of wants to evacuate Yuha at yeah. a certain point. He's like, come on, come on, come on, um, that would be incredible. Like it, it does a lot to say or to credit his danger level. Do you think yeah. that Yuha would have chosen him had he survived? So that I don't know. I almost think for a power such as Grimmy's, he would probably take it for himself, you know, which right? he like, ends up doing anyways. Yeah. Right? He ends up getting it back. I just think personality wise, he would still probably kill Grimmy. You know, why would you want that unhinged cannon up there with you? You wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like Grimmy was unleashed to cause problems in soul society. Yeah. While they were waiting for Ichigo to come down and break through the membrane. Yeah, Grimmy is like that character where it's like, man. He's the wild card. Yeah, the wild card. Exactly. He's the wild card, dude. And it's like, you know somebody's going to see the wild card. Like, what did Grimmy do? He kept one of the five war potentials occupied the whole time and got him to, like, death's door to where the other Bambis could jump his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, he for all intents and purposes, Grimmy did his job. Yeah, he very much did. Like, the only reason he didn't, or, like, the entire thing didn't succeed is Ichigo showed up to save Kenpachi. Yep, yeah. Yep. Otherwise, they would have totally taken out Kimachi. Would have been over. If Ichigo had been like an like I don't know two minutes late, Kimachi be fucking dead. Yep. So I think I don't really have to. Ex- I don't really have to explain mine. It's just I love the original number one so much. I like the new one that they used in like episode one yeah. of Core One. The remix. And yeah, and then the one they used is from like I think the first Bleach movie, and I just don't like it. I yeah. think you're right. It has like a like a American guitar style to it. Yeah, and like I understand what they're doing. This is a special moment. They wanted to play a different version of number one. I just don't like this version. Yeah. And so this has been my most anticipated moment of the entire series. Ichigo coming back and saving Kenpachi is such a moment, and I've been picturing this in my brain for like ten years. And they could they could have left everything the same, just changed the music, and I would have been happy. Yep, I think that's one of those classic things that where they talk about, you know, sometimes people tell you over and over and over and over and over, right? They're like, we want this with this song. How cool would it be to get Ichigo returning with the OG number one? And I feel like they probably heard that so much where they're like, no, we're going to give you a new version. It's going to blow you guys away. But then every at the end of the day, it was like, I kind of just wanted the original. You know, yeah. It's okay to have nostalgia in a series. It's okay for that. And it's not a new one. That movie was from like 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like they just kind of gave us a like 
I don't know, like a right turn out of nowhere when it's like, yeah, but it's not even like a new right turn. Like and we're doing a square. We're so used to seeing Ichigo come in with that song yeah. at all times that that's what we all wanted after 10 years. Yeah. Where instead of celebrating it now, it kind of like you still enjoyed it, but you kind of still had now this feeling of like, I kind of been robbed. I, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. having a smile on my face and mm-hmm. then being like, that's not the song. Yeah, it's, it's not the same vibe either. Mm-hmm. Same for me, big smile on my face, and then it gets smaller and smaller. And like, I'm trying to enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm almost hype. I'm almost, I'm like, no, can't, I can't. I just can't do it. Yeah. But I've complained about that enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So, this is, oh, yeah, in my notes, I just wrote Ichi Goat's Return. You know why. <laughs> this is a unexpected moments that fucking slap. All right. I, I got a good one that I'd be very interested to see if either of you guys put down. Um, I'll, I'll go because I doubt you guys have the same scene. I All once right. again wrote one singular character, Komamura. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I put down Komamura. Um, I did not think I was going to like Komamura. I don't give two shits about Komamura. I think his Bankai is one of the worst in the series, bar none. Okay. Even his awakened version sucks dick. Okay. But the specifically unexpected additional scene they had of Komamura. We thought we weren't going to see Komamura at all. Not a single fucking time. The shot we get after Yuha and the gang blast up to go squad zero. Yeah. Iba continues Carrying to march him. on with Komamura towards the tower where they last saw Yuha. In fucking credible scene. It was probably like, what, 10 seconds that scene. And I thought that did leaps and bounds for Komamura and Iba as a character where I was like fucking amazing. Awesome. Like, I loved seeing that when that popped up. I like to describe that as the scene where I did the pog face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened. I went, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. And I think by far everything in core two, that was the smallest scene that had the biggest impact for me. That's a good, that's a that's good a answer. Good one. Mm-hmm. I, you, Jose? I actually really liked one of the first couple from the first episodes, which was uh, Askin being, uh, down in the what is it research lab oh fire where he appears fire scene i remember this happened but i didn't remember like the dialogue or anything that happened so that to me was just like asking so fucking funny he's just like "Ah, i'm out of here fuck this shit i think that is the first time that we kind of see askin's character come to light Mm -hmm. and that's where it's kind of a classic moment which we got kind of that scene so the asking the Miri interaction was kind of like Unahana and um, the guy I cannot remember from the spot arc who has the tree branches that go into the ground. Oh, uh, uh, Rudeborn. 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 It's like uh, Unahana and Rudeborn when they met. Where yeah. Rudeborn was like, hey, I'm here to stop you. And Unahana was like, you sure? Are you sure? And he was like, actually, you're right. No, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> he, just, he walks away. He's like, yeah. I know what you are. No. So very reminiscent to that, which is another 10 out of 10 scene. And it just it, it's sim- like symbolic of asking where he's like, no, no, thank you. And then it sets up for even later when he gets chosen to go yeah. up. Asking is like, dude, <laughs> God damn it. And I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Squad Zero again. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, fantastic. I love yeah. all of the additions. It's just that for some reason, that one really stuck out to me. And I really like the interaction between Basby and Renji being like, oh, you don't like my fucking mohawk? Well, mm-hmm. You had cool eyebrows. He's like, <gasps> you like my eyebrows? So <laughs> when I was answering this list, I very much went out of the way just – because there's a thing called recency bias, okay? Mm-hmm. So obviously all the stuff in the finale, there's like fucking 20 scenes that we could pick that would fit every single one of these answers. I purposely picked stuff not from the finale. That's why I kept trying to I go think back. Because the finale is so brand new, we would all say the Oetsu scene 
the Sinjumaru Bankai, Ichibe looking menacing. Yep. The fucking original scene of Ichibe and Yuha. Like yeah, having yeah, that, yeah, that intro. Yep. So all of those could fit all of these. But I think everybody remembers those. So I think this is a good time to reminisce on some of the stuff in the earlier parts. Just like reflect on the yeah. old stuff. Like I seeing Mayuri in his sun outfit. That yep. thing was fucking yep. hilarious. And the RGB lighting yep. in there. Incredible. Aren't you like Askin is just talking shit to Mayuri and then leaves. And it's the best scene ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just that stuck to me the whole time. And I loved it. But that's interesting to note that that is also just a character moment. That mm-hmm. is a moment that you liked a lot where it's not a big fight. It's not a big scene. It is purely a character to character moment. And that's what you like the most. I, I love the interactions between all the Bleach mm-hmm. characters. They always, whether it's funny, serious, or just heartfelt, it's just all good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my answer is the thing I said earlier. It's a uh, Biakia fighting all those yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. That was Hell such yeah. a good addition. The thing I the thing I mentioned earlier about the fight, hey, I really liked Ichigo fighting the Bambis. I kind of thought they'd expand on it. This is a fight that they just did not show in the manga. It's just, hey, look, a cool thing that I wanted to see actually happened and it looks good and i think the biakia scene out of all scenes is one where it really could have gone either way they could have stuck to the manga and Mm -hmm. not shown us that or they could extend and it it was really almost impossible to tell if they were going to do it and they did it and it was like awesome just fucking pure awesome i was just so happy with it Mm -hmm. Uh, i was i was freaking out because i was like all right and here's where they're going to cut it and they cut back and he's fighting i go oh oh my god Oh my God! Robert Break gets the, that second win. You yep. know he tries to go awesome. at it. He tried. All right. And uh, the last one is: Is there anything that stuck with you? I have an answer. Um, I want to go last though. All right, uh, Jose, do you got it, or do you want me to go first? You go first, because there's just a bunch of little things that I really liked about this. Uh, so I wrote uh, literally every instance of Ichibe being creepy as fuck and malicious in the manga. He's shown as being kind of shady, but overall he's a good dude. Like he's a little arrogant. But you're like, yeah, he's overall a good guy. This just makes him look like the creepiest, most evil motherfucker who is loyal to the Soul King and the status quo in whatever shape or form that takes for good or ill. And it was so interesting because I'm used to, oh, look, it's Ichibe. He's funny. And then you see him with the crazy eyes like, hey, Ichigo, go do this weird training. Shut up. Don't worry about it. I love that. And for me, it was kind of almost a mixture of the three where it was. You know, Ichibe, then I have Mayuri just being a fucking badass. But honestly, I still love Urahara. Like, Kisuke literally saying everything for the Soul Society, whatever it a, takes. That was an eerie that, scene. To me was just that like, was damn. really good. That and my girlfriend coming out of nowhere being like, so who's the bad guy? Yeah. That to me, I was like, damn, <laughs> they did this really well. Yeah. Great nods so all the way around. Yeah. Really, really good. Okay, now I got two that are both equally controversial. I came up with two points right. here. There um, you go. Number one. And uh, Pythi, you alluded to this a little bit earlier. End of Core 2, um, Sam update. I still think Shunsui is really fucking cool. I still, <laughs> you I still like I still think Shunsui is really cool. So I yeah. fucking hate his guts from the Stark fight, but goddamn, he's winning me over in Thousand Year Blood War. Yeah. The only thing that I can knock him for would be like, listen, you know, obviously you're the head captain. Mary had this whole speech when he finally did his announcement. I was like, yo, you're the head captain. Start leading. Come on. Tell your troops to fall back and regroup. You could also argue, why the fuck is he not doing anything? Like, Shunsui's just standing there doing nothing, you know? And, right. And at, what is it? He asked for permission to leave the squad one barracks, at right? And though, like, mm-hmm. when Yuha's already gone, yeah. you know? And it's like, you can make the argument he was overseeing everything, you know? And mm-hmm. obviously, he's holding Ugram at bay, which is a whole thing in its own. But if he's that powerful of a character, 
hop in. You know, we made fun of Yamamoto a lot for that. Yeah. Why is not Yamamoto doing anything? Shunsui is kind of repeating that same thing. But if I look past that and I just credit it to, you know, he's the he's the commander. You know, he's overseeing. He's thinking. I think he's incredible. He's, I think he's, he's thinking a lot really more than Yamamoto cool. was. Yeah. He is a cool fucking guy in Thousand Year Blood War. Not nearly as powerful as Yamamoto, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, but incredible. And I still like him a lot. I like him a lot. Even the end scene, him talking to Ukutake, was a highlight for me. Where he goes, mm-hmm. I'm going out for a drink. Yes. Incredibly good highlight. Once again, I think that scene's better in the anime. And they changed one line. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's all it takes sometimes. It's just to set the tone for what's going to happen. Yeah, so Shunsui is still up there for me. I must mention that is massive praise coming from Sam. Mm-hmm. He's a stubborn motherfucker. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does did not, not change like yeah. Shunsui for the longest so, time. So one week after Core 2, I still think Shunsui is getting to be redeemed in my heart. <laughs> getting to be He's redeemed. Getting to be redeemed in there. We'll see how his character arc holds till the rest of the series. I'm going to hold out that I hate him at the end. You can see um, as long as you remember that he did not want to fight Stark. He did it cuz he had to. Yeah, but you could have chose not to. So I'm still going to die on that little <laughs> He's bitch. still going to die on that yeah. hill. <laughs> the opposite comment here, which you guys will not really you guys I know will not agree with me on this. Okay. I have to bring it up end of core 2. I did not think Pepe was that bad. All right. I still don't think Pepe was that bad. I think the anime served him up in such a way. He was there. He was gone. And I think he came rolling in looking like a cool jazz dude. He came a little bit overboard with the Cupid moment. He served his comedy purpose and he bounced. I don't think he deserves the hate that he gets. Is he the worst sinner? Possibly, you know. But, I mean, that's a pretty easy task. I will say the worst Stern Raider is the wind guy because I never bothered to remember his name. Because <laughs> he gets wrecked yeah, immediately. at least Pepe is rememberable. Okay, that's that's all we can say. I mean, you guys got Pepe booty. Yeah, the the yeah. worst thing is to not be remembered. And that you could attribute that to about five Stern Raider. So Yeah, true. Pepe immediately beats all of them. Uh, my hatred for Pepe is mostly a meme. I kind of just don't care about him. I'm more on that where I don't really care about him. I understand why people hate him, which, but which I just don't fair. care. But I think in the anime, the way that we got him, I think it was served up perfectly. And I don't think you could have handled a shitty character as good as what they did with Pepe in the anime. I also love that he stole Shinji's thing. Yep, love yeah. It. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, I remember I people sitting there going like, the fuck? Yep. It's still <laughs> Shinji's biggest L is getting yeah. his theme robbed by Pepe. I'm still asking people. When that soundtrack comes out and you upload it, please label it Pepe's theme. Okay, so we're at the end of the questions. I have two final things to end on here. Um, let me talk, finish the core two speech really quick. Um, I still think, looking back on core two, after I had a moment to simmer, have a moment to think about it, I think core two, as much as some of our favorite moments come from, actually I think most of our favorite moments come toward about halfway through core two. Um I think Core 2 took a long time to hit their stride. But when they hit it, they fucking nailed it, okay? And I think a lot of that stride was hit when Ichigo returned. I think most of the stuff for me, which I we talked about leading up to this, it was a lot of action, 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 and then, you know, a little bit of character stuff. I think that pacing-wise was so incredibly fast that we didn't get that good bleach balance until Ichigo returned. Once Ichigo returned, I think they found their correct pacing of mixing in the fights, mixing in the character dialogues. The soundtrack, I think, got better when Ichigo returned. I think they nailed it, even going into the finale. I think the finale finished super fucking strong. And I think they did not hit that pace until Ichigo returned. Agreed. So, And I know when we were watching week to week to week, it was like, damn, 
by itself, it's like killer episode, killer episode. But I think when you go back and rewatch it, you'd be like, man, can I get a breather for like a second? Like just like a little bit of something, something in there. And you don't really get anything like that until Ichigo returns and does his thing. And then we start seeing the introduction of a lot of our favorite characters returning. You know, like we talked about in the finale, we get Ukutake doing his return, Ichigo, Kenpachi interacting, Miyuri and all his squad coming back. We get all of those interactions happening there. Byakuya, we get, you know, he has his moment, but he also had his moment with Rukia. I just think everything comes together in that second half and it delivered in its entirety, but I think it sacrificed parts of the first half for that. I think it's because the the slow parts of the first half were the same thing every episode. It would cut back to Mayuri and Kisuke talking in the lab. It would cut back to Shunsui and Ugram talking up in the tower for like five to six episodes. And they were good scenes, but, you know, we could use a little bit of difference. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Ichigo comes back, the status quo changes immediately. Yeah, and I think you could tell immediately once Ichigo comes back is as much as you would hate to say it, the main character finally returns, and it's like, okay, the stakes are real now. Like, our boy is here. The story is going to progress, where it's like we've kind of just been uh, waffling, waiting for Ichigo to return the whole first half. I still very much enjoyed all of those fights. They were really well done. It's just that I agree. When Ichigo returned, everything kind of changed and the whole mood shifted. Because Bleach is so built around Ichigo himself. It has a really strong cast of characters. But, like, it's the only member of the big three, and I think most manga in general, where I actively do love the main character. I don't like Luffy. I despise him, even. Wow. I don't like I I don't like Naruto. Gon's okay. I've never liked Goku. Ichigo, I adore. I think he's great. Damn, you get canceled. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of very popular characters there. I I love the Straw Hat crew as it is, but they're an ensemble. I get that. And then with Naruto, uh, I do like Naruto. He's super cool. But the edginess of fucking Sasuke and Kakashi are my absolute favorites on that. I'm willing to like have a debate with about any of those characters except Luffy. I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Mm-hmm. That one you can't change my mind. Damn. Yes, that that was it. I I just wanted to put the final thoughts on core two, where I still think the first half was really weak, but now that the second half is finished, I think the second half was incredibly strong. That works out. I think I think I'm differing from I guess you guys because I've read all of it so recently and I guess so much that all of core one I was like, hurry up and just get to the thing I care about, which is like the Yama fight get to the reveal about his mom. So a lot of it just kind of went by as filler for me. And in this, I was like, finally, they're getting to all the fights I want to see. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the stuff that you remember, you know. All the stuff that I, like, you guys didn't remember shit. No. Nope. Relati- it's relatively fresh for me. So I was just like, yeah, get to the stuff. All the stuff I want to see was in Core 2. So I have, I like Core 2 a lot better. But I still think Core One's really solid. Here's my last question. And we'll end on all this right. for you guys. I give you guys no prep time. So I'm interested to see what you guys are going to come up with. We have Core 3 coming up. So we've had multiple quotes from Kubo, quotes from Morita, who is the voice actor of Ichigo in Japan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, saying that Core 3 is going to have a fuck ton of additional scenes. Core 3 and 4. A lot of additional scenes that are going to make manga readers very, very, very happy. What is a scene that you guys are hoping they add? Or like which character you're hoping gets expanded upon? What is something, if you could pick one scene? We Hands down, have I know exactly what. Okay. Pythes, you know exactly what I'm going to say. So yep. what are you hoping that they're going to add with Core 3? Now that we've seen the kind of scenes that are they're going to add with Sinjumaru, what are you hoping that they add? Dude, more Nemu. 
<laughs> but not, there's a hard deadline on that one dog i well that's why mm-hmm. most people know her as just a shy yeah. cute little lieutenant right well and you forget when she was first introduced may beat the shit he out of was her, a fucking dick know? to her and i i gone back and rewatched the scene a couple times recently he because i've been getting clips for by the know, head. uh when we talk about Udio. um yeah, he beats the fuck out of yeah, her he in a not nice her. way. No, not, like not a, at yeah. all. So her introduction even was brutal. Mm-hmm. But seeing as how she's willing to risk everything to save Mayuri. So what kind of scene are you hoping for for Nemu? Are you hoping for some sort of a scene that shows basically Mayuri cares for her? I know he cares for her, but I don't know if it would be out of character for him to just full on be like, you know, this was my perfection. She was it. I want... I guess more about her, I guess I'd say. More of an explanation as to why she cares so much and, like, why she's risking it all. Sure. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how they would weave that in with Mayuri's character kind of being this... um, Mad scientist? Well, like, mad scientist kind of... Like, you talked about with uh, when your girlfriend showed up. Uh, We don't know what side he falls on, you Mm -hmm. know? Morally. Yeah, I don't know how they would weave that in where... It would almost have to be for selfish reasons that Mayuri cares for her so much. You know, like, yeah. like you're saying, to like she is my perfection, like my perfect experiment, something like that. But I, I'm on board for more, more Nemu. But I, that fight, I just want that to be expanded and yeah, show sure. how badass she really is. Sure. Okay. That fight goes crazy, by the way. Mm-hmm. What about you, Pikes? Uh, so I didn't have an answer. I was thinking like uh, maybe, but all the stuff I was thinking would be shit they would add for Core 4. Yeah. So, fuck it. I'm just going to say, I want them to expand the fuck out of the Gerard Valkyrie fight while he is a giant. Yeah, hell yeah. That would be hell sick. Yeah. I've, I've been getting into giant stuff lately, just like like mythology and folklore. I've been re- watching a lot of Godzilla movies. I've been watching a lot of Gundam. Just giant shit is cool. And, like, they don't do a whole lot with him while he's, while he's giant. I want him to like run around and start wrecking shit while he's fighting like a million lieutenants. Let, and me, let me ask you this question that I was just thinking of. Do you yeah. think it's a little bit of a shame? I'm holding my microphone now <laughs> that we didn't, <laughs> that we didn't get a Komamura Bankai versus Gerard, like a fucking yeah. Evangelion. Yes. Scene a, like a society. mech fight. Yeah. Who, who says that's not potentially in the future? Oh my goodness. Still... Uh, okay, so you know that fight from like part one in Naruto where he's the giant fox versus yes, the, yeah, the yes. Tanuki. I want to see it. Komamura goes Bankai one more time, and he's just a giant wolf that Eva's riding, yeah. oh. and they are they are fighting Gerard. Maybe he becomes like the big wolf that ate his heart. You know, for like a split second, he becomes that. That would be the so. Here's that. Just give me that. Because <laughs> I think that would be pretty bonkers to see a fight of two giants let's say they were in soul society and like you see them fighting next to the what, what is it called the hoyoku hill yeah i don't know if that's the correct name for it um but sokyoku sokyoku um and you see them fighting right next to it and it's small because we always yeah. see that fucking hill yeah, and, and it's always, massive always, from any always. perspective of it and so like if we see that and it's small it's like she because like also pacific rim and watching pacific rim again yeah yeah you know, pacific rim's baller what would be fucking badass too I just want to see uh, Eisen bring down the palace. Well, we gonna get there, so, what, homie? That's, that's I know, what, but it's just like that's. I'm so excited scene. for that. Oh, okay. So fucking spoilers because they killed that character. Do you remember fucking Nana Na? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the thing I was alluding to is like, okay, so Yuha activates the Almighty and it causes a bunch of like weird little minions to show up that are causing problems. 
and they all are exploded by Eisen, right? Because he's so strong, even when he's in the chair. And he's like, oh, you guys want to get to the palace. What if I just shoot it down for you using my Rayatsu? And they're like, oh, God, Eisen, no, don't stop. And then he is stopped in his tracks by Nanana fucking with his Rayatsu. And so how's that scene going to play out? Because Nanana's dead. They're either going to change it or cut it. It could still happen because we don't know. Because they, I would say they haven't showed anybody dying yet. So and who's to say if we can follow by the rules of Kubo's death paintings? You know, like oh, if that's that one hundred percent canon when he draws those that they're gone, gone, or will we get returns of any of those people? Okay, so I'm gonna make a one hundred percent true uh, canon prediction. So after the blood war is over, we're gonna see Robert Akutron walking out. He is going to de- <laughs> he is going to de age, tear off his mustache, and he's Karia. Ooh, oh, okay, oh, all of a sudden. Yeah, what, like, what's ah. what's in the briefcase that he's been carrying around that whole time? True. Uh, it was his locked away bount. Yeah, yep, yep, his Dog. pendant. Yep. Damn. Man. We on to something now, Pythes. He, he's like, I have to, I had to wait for Yuha to get out of my way. Now I have all the power. Now he's a real villain. I could see Kubo doing that, and he's immediately crushed by Rock. It'd be hilarious. He just uh, appears and burned the witch because he never ages. Yeah, he'd fit in perfectly. He actually would. That's <laughs> yep. the weird thing. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? Here is my absolute Uno reverse card from last episode that I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. I would like to see some sort of a cone scene. Just any cone <laughs> scene. Anything with cone as in much it. as I fucking hated seeing his dumbass in the after credit scene last one, I was like... Does he do anything? Does he ever appear again? I don't I think so. Don't think so. Yeah. Come on. Like, if anything, like, give him a Chad moment. As much as I like to also shit on, like, we don't respect minion fights. I'll respect it for Cone. Okay. Just buff Cone fighting a minion. Like we forget, right? When Cone was first introduced, he's strong. He was going around kicking hollows and shit. Yeah, he's got he leaping could abilities. Easily fucking kick a fucking Stern Ritter right in the mouth. You know. Give that guy a moment, especially now that we have buff cone. Like, come on, throw him in there, throw him a bone, get it, get him to do something. It'd be funny if he okay. walks up with Chad and goes like, "Yo, you think we can take him together or what?" Oh, it's the classic Ganju <laughs> and Chad scene, and yeah. they're getting ready to go back to back, and Cone buffs up right behind. Him. <laughs> He's like, "Let's do this, Let's boys." Do this. Yeah. His voice gets and all that's deep. The m- and that's the moment where the music is never more intense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just some yeah. sort of payoff because I, rock. I feel like we talk, you know. Ichigo, Rookie, we talk to main gang all the time, right? Cone has been around just as long. Just he's as technically part long. of the gang. Yeah, he's been around a long time. Also has a deep connection with Rukia and Ichigo and everybody. Give that boy a moment. Come on. Just a little moment. It'd be hilarious. And if there's if there's any excuse to make Cone strong, he was being fucked around with Mayuri yeah, for like exactly. a year. Or like, what if, you know, here's a great scene that you wouldn't like, Jose. Fucking Mayuri's talking about how much of a like ten out of ten experiment creation that Nemu is, and Rohar's like, "Oh well, Cone's mine," you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I buffed Cone up while we weren't looking the yeah, other day. That would like, be fucking yeah. hilarious. That would be the worst. Just, love just it. injected him. <laughs> yeah. Like you just see a giant needle being pushed into Cone. He's like Mayuri's talking about all the intensive labor and the love that he's poured into Nemu, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of did that same thing to Cone like a year ago. He's like, I know? did that a very long time yeah. ago. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not new. I created that. Come on. <laughs> okay, uh, Uno reverse on that. Uh, he. At the end of the series, he gets to talk to Kirio because she's the one that made them odd souls, right? Mm, okay, interesting. That'd be cool. And he, like, I imagine he's waking up from whatever battle he ran away from, and he sees a super hot babe, Kirio. And she's <laughs> like, oh, mommy'll, mommy'll take good care of you. And then he passes yeah. out again. He wakes up, and she's fat again. 
Yeah. Oh, that'd be hilarious. It's me. Now, hey, Cohen, eat your dindin. I mean, would we like to find out that, like, Cohen is some, like, maybe the first gen version of that created by Curio? Oh, like just the one that slipped through the cracks kind of thing? Yeah. Like, he was, like, the prototype. Like, you were, like, my first one I created, and that's why you're so special. Because even when I think when they talk about when Cohen was first introduced, he was supposed to be a defective one, and it just kind of slipped into the to the bunch i think i think uh making him unique actually makes him less unique i think yeah just have him being a defect it's just like yeah that just happens sometimes that's how fucked up uh, the system is okay yeah i just didn't know if that was a thing that would be liked or disliked more because it is true that sometimes they they, this is the thing that's talked about a lot in writing you don't need to explain everything you know like just leave it cone he's defective like we don't need eisen's backstory we like him for being all yeah like we like his mystique yeah, he's cool. Yeah, uh, are you guys? You guys ever play Mass Effect? So in Mass Effect Three, they explain everything about the Reapers and they make them so much less interesting. Yeah, see, yeah, uh, that's why it's exactly like that. Just you know, leave it. You don't, don't need to explain everything. Don't, don't explain your unknowable horror. Just let it be an unknowable horror. Yep. Let your mind fill the gaps. That's why it's an unknowable horror. Like the fucking you talk with it in game one, and it's like we are beyond your comprehension. I'm like, all right, good enough. They're, they're evil space robots. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You get into a dive suit and you go down, you talk to like a squid and he explains everything about how the Reapers work. I don't need to know that. Let me ask you a question. This will be another good one that I was just thinking of. I, I saw this Lord of the Rings scene uh, earlier and it was um, right. a TikTok and it was like, oh, POV, you're watching Lord of the Rings with me. And it's like this woman who keeps going, did you know that in the book? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So. In one of the scenes, they talk about the messenger of Sauron uh, yep. and how basically the reason why his mouth and his teeth are so yellow and fucked up and his mouth looks like it's like fucking chafed all over is that in the books, it is implied that just by speaking the words of Sauron, they're so evil the dark that speech. it basically yeah. like ruins or your mouth. Speech. Like it fucks you up just by speaking his word. And then I'm thinking, you know, Bleach, we have our villains. We have Yuha. We have Ichibe. Well, let's just throw Ichibe in there. He's not really a villain, but Aizen. I think – with those villains in um, a not so Disney way, Kubo has done a good job of kind of giving them. You can see, obviously, they're mass murderers for the most part, mm-hmm. but they have philosophies where you kind of, kind of like, I can kind of see where they're coming from with that. It's a relatable um, villain, yeah. But aside from the mass murderers, of course, yeah, yeah. But you can kind of <laughs> see where they're coming out with their philosophies. You know, like they want to change the world. Um, Yuha feels like he was wronged and his father is being fucking used. You know, this whole thing, right? The Hell Arc is a thing or potentially a one shot that we're never going to see again. I almost want the next villain to just be a villain that is just fucking evil. Just like just so ungodly evil that is just like sorry. Like there is no redeeming He's quality. Tell us. Oh, is it is it fucking uh, Tokinata? That you, bitch. Yeah. Tokinata. yeah. yeah. I want to say the line. Can yeah. I say the go line? Go for it. Go for it. Hey, so maybe we'll see that and yeah. can't fear your own world. Cuz I think that's exactly what is missing in Bleach? Is it just Tokinata is an irredeemable piece of shit who is evil because he fucking loves being evil, and I can't wait to explain him to you guys. Yeah, that's. I think that is what is needed in Bleach. Which, if that's the, you know, I haven't read it obviously, but if that is what Tokinata is, they fucking nailed it. Perfect. Here's the thing: like Aizen, Yuha, even like most of the Iran card, you get the feeling that they all believe their own shit. Yeah, yeah. Like Aizen, Aizen's not. He's not like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And then he, in his mind, he's like, yeah, but actually I'm going to fuck all of you over and rule the world. I, he actually believes what he says. Well, and even famously a scene that we talked about a lot when we watched it again is that final interaction with Urahara and oh, Aizen where, where they talk about the prison. Or yeah, and to. about Urahara's like, oh, well, you've seen it. Huh? And Aizen, and they're going back and forth. And Aizen at one point is like, 
Urhar explains his side to him. He's like, well, without it, you know, like the world will become unbalanced. And like, and Eisen's just like, those are the words of a loser. Like, yeah. you know, like that is not what like winners think. You should be changing that. Who gives a fuck about that stuff? And you see both sides and he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you see that side to it where it's like, it's exactly that what you're saying, Pythes, where he believes it. Eisen's belief is why would he serve under someone or something that is lesser than him? Mm-hmm. Honestly, we don't know a whole lot about Yuha's motivations, he's just like, yeah, I gotta go do this for reasons that maybe will be revealed later. I think we're gonna get a lot of the, I, I as much as we just got done saying so don't over-explain shit, I think they're gonna explain that stuff coming up, especially with a lot of the uh, anime-only scenes we've been getting. Well, we're about to get a fuck ton of it. But with Yuha, he's not a great unknowable evil. He is someone that has feelings and beliefs and motivations, so those do need to be explained. So I'm looking forward to that. Because what I do know from the manga is going to go crazy. Very excited. And that's why I think if Tokunata is kind of that great, unbreakable evil, he'll be perfect. He's not unbreakable. He's just a mother. I call him that bitch for a reason. (laughs) Anybody in the comments, please don't spoil Can't Fear Your Own World. Sam doesn't know about it yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He hasn't read it. I have. I tell Jose a little bit. We're, we're, we're saving that for video. He's giving me breadcrumbs. I'm giving, I'm, I'm, I'm telling Jose the lore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I'll be like, so what's going on with this man? Like, I just, I really need to know. Mm But if you agree, type fuck Tokinata in the comments. There you go. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to touch on for the season finale of Core 2? Anything Core 2 as a whole? We, uh, I think we covered a lot there. Any last uh, comments we want to make? I wish they hadn't changed the Omida scene. But we, we accept what we got. Yeah. yeah. I'll shout outs to Rinji getting his own theme. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. That's how you know you've made it as a character. Shout outs to Pepe stealing Jinji and uh, shout outs to Charlotte Coolhorn for being cool as fuck. The goat. The goat. The fucking I, goat. I cannot believe how much I love Charlotte now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So good. It's all for me. All right. Thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you guys as always. Once again, big Thank you to you guys for continuing to watch and continue to support us. If you guys have your own answers, questions that were asked this episode, let us know. You can DM it to us on Instagram. You can send it to us in the comments on YouTube. Wherever you prefer to watch, hit us up. Let us know. And we will see you guys next week for another episode. Until then, bye, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.